Watching at home, DCK Productions proudly brings to you the greatest podcast in the world. Uh, the greatest podcast in the world? Suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. No, you suck it. I appreciate it if you both suck it. Suck it. We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. And welcome everybody to. It. I am the great and powerful king of kings, prince of all. That is awesome. Derek, how is everybody today on this 19th anniversary of one of the most tragic events in this country's history? Um, I can only imagine what next year is going to be like on the 20th anniversary, but... Um, we're not going to dwell too much on that tonight because so many other people are and um, we're here to have fun and laugh and, you know, introduce new artists and, you know, be, you know, be fun. That's what I do here. So, um, before I do that, if anyone is watching season two of The Boys on Amazon Prime, and has not seen episode four yet. That last five minutes of episode four is the craziest shit I've ever seen on TV ever. That's all I'm going to say. So prepare yourself for that last five minutes mentally. Because it will fuck you. <laughs> and I can see Natasha sitting there freaking out because she probably hasn't seen the episode yet. <laughs> Sitting in my green room, like, you know, flipping her hands around. But that's all I'm going to say. I just got done watching it. It was fantastic. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, I hope everyone's having a great, you know, Friday night. And we're going to take it even further. Because, you know... I've got an amazing new artist on the scene. You know, she's from Miami. She's trying to, um, you know, you know, make it in there in this tough, tough world that is music. You know, she's got a good team behind her, and she's gonna go places. And I, you know, tonight is her like her first, you know, first like almost you know first official real interview. You know, with an awesome guy like me. So I'm glad that I get to profile such a beautiful and talented young artist on this channel. Again, for the second night in a row. 
Last night we had, you know, Madeline Kay from Juliana, who, by the way, they share the same guitarist and producer, you know, these two. So, you know, this is going to be kind of cool. Um, Y'all met John Stewart last night. Well, John helps her as well. So this is going to be a kind of a cool little double day here. So without any further ado, I'm done talking. Um, please welcome to the show, Miss Natasha Rumbos. Hey. Yeah. Hello. How are you? I am great. I am fantastic after hearing your, the boys, uh, like, oh my God, I thought you were going to say something. And I was like, oh, hell. Was like, please don't, please don't. It has been like, what, not even 20 hours has been available. Why would I, I'm not that much of a dick to where I'm going to ruin the episode on the first day it's released. <laughs> I'm actually on, I st I'm on season two, episode two. And let me tell you, like, I, like the first episode of season one, I was so mind fucked, <laughs> like with the the whole like uh, Rob like person exploding in the first like six minutes of this, and I was like, "This is gonna be my show. <laughs> this is gonna be my show." Yeah. Yeah. Um, episode four was just released today, and holy crap! Whoo, whoo! I literally, I, like I literally got done watching it thirty minutes ago. Like just as I was coming downstairs and doing everything. It was when I finished the episode. I mean, it's it's spectacular, spectacular. Oh, I feel like every episode, somebody either like gets their hand caught off or they like explode into pieces. Like I, I don't even know what to expect from this like series anymore. <laughs> I love it. I've read the comic book, so it gets worse. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, well, I'm so glad Amazon Prime is making these uh, series, like Netflix, like all of these uh, companies are just like really killing it with series and movies. Yeah, they really I, are. They're taking advantage of this whole pandemic, like to exactly. the max. Exactly. The only thing I'm not liking about what Amazon's doing this time, because last time they released it all at once, this time they're releasing it weekly. So it's like, uh, last week they released three episodes, and then today they only released one, and then one and one it's gonna be like oh you know that binge that binging stuff you know we've gotten hooked on over the last you know six months of just being oh, like yeah. oh i want to watch this and now i can't do that <laughs> so i'm a yep. little upset that's what i did with game of thrones i binge watched it during this time and wow like what eight seasons in like three weeks was just <laughs> i did that last year um after I broke my neck and I was just sitting at home, just, you know, doing nothing. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch, <laughs> I'm going to watch Game of Thrones. Cause this, I knew the new season was the final season was coming up. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to binge watch it. And I watched it and, and I, you know, I got really excited for the final season and I was let down. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I was so, so let down. So I'm only, I'm glad I only invested like three months of my life of, for this show, <laughs> you know, including the binge and then, so it wasn't that much of a letdown for me as it was everybody else in the world who watched, you know, every season, you know, as it came out. So, you know, it is what it is. But you imagine eight years watching that and then you get with that finale. It's like, oh, like, <laughs> just, I was so wasting eight years of my life watching your show. <laughs> so bad. I mean, the one episode where um, where they killed the king, um, the, you know, um, and uh 
that episode, like, there was only, like, five lines of dialogue. It was all just an hour and a half long battle scene. And then, and then that was it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. It was, that was, like, some of the weirdest shit ever. I think after so many years of, like, doing it, they, like, kind of ran out of, like, what else can we do? What else can we, like, portray? in these episodes yeah well i think one of the biggest problems is you know george R. R. martin hadn't written the final book yet so this was just their interpretation of what may oh. or may not happen right. so he still hasn't even released a final book yet so what he does versus what the show did could be completely well, will be completely different obviously but it's you know it's just interesting yeah clearly when like everybody was like complaining about it he's like he's gonna be like i'm not gonna write what they did like i'm gonna write something better <laughs> I think they should have, you know, collaborated with him more on that last season, but God, it was so bad. <laughs> Just so bad. But overall, I think that series is one of my top three series that I've watched in my lifetime. That's pretty big. <laughs> um, hmm. Maybe not for you. <laughs> no, because no, I, I think the last season really killed it for me. Ah, oh, but the first seven were just so good. No, even the even the seventh season wasn't that great. The lead up to the final season was eh. I mean, season six was the last good season in my opinion. Hmm. So I, I mean, it, it kind of went off the kind of went off the hills. Who was your favorite character? <sighs> it's hard. That is a hard one. Maybe Tyrion. Oh, yes. He is one of my... I love Tyrion. Like, he... I, at the beginning, I disliked him. But of then course. I threw some love for him. Well, I mean, he had a redemption story. It was all part of the, you know... So, I mean, you know, he, he's just... Plus, he's just a great actor. Um, what's his name? Um, oh, I'm, I'm really bad with, like, actor names. I'm really good, and it pisses me off when this happens. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, because he's just an overall great actor in general. And um, anyone in the comments, please tell me who what the, his name is. I don't have to look it up. Um, but uh, yeah, he's just great, and he was like great in you know Avengers Endgame last year and everything like that. He's just a great actor. Great oh, actor. he was in Avengers Endgame. Not that you mention it. Wow. I remember, I'm the nerd. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like you would know. <laughs> I'm I'm the nerdy metalhead podcast comedian professional wrestler host guy thing. I don't know what I am anymore. <laughs> you do it all. You do it all. I do, and I think I'm good at it. I don't. Maybe who knows? <laughs> um, we've just been rambling for the last you know twelve minutes. So you know, let's let's talk about you. All right. Well. For, um... So who the hell are you? I mean, I know who you are, but. <laughs> But the people at home don't. So tell us about yourself. So for everyone who's watching, thank you for tuning in. My name is Natasha. Peter Dinklage. Lewis. Peter Dinklage, thank you. Alejandro. Hey. Thank um, you. Go ahead. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so I'm Natasha Rumbos from Miami. Um, I just launched my music career literally end of March. So right when all this craziness was happening, I decided it was a good time to just put a pedal to the metal and start my career. Um, I started, so like my 
passion for music started very early, like around middle school. You're gonna you're gonna have some fun with this story. So in middle school, I I knew I liked music, and I was like, hmm, like I would want to try to learn an instrument. Like I always had a thing for the saxophone because I just felt like that instrument is such a sexy instrument. Like the sound it makes, it's just like it's very like nice and and i just wanted to learn the saxophone i thought it was i thought i would look pretty cool playing a saxophone so i joined my um my middle school band and i got stuck with the french horn do you know what a french horn is yes okay so i i didn't i had no idea what a french horn was i was like yeah sure a french horn something similar to a trumpet yeah, yeah. so I got, no, it definitely was not. I learned that the hard way. So, you know, I, I come in my little short self, get my little um, uh, French horn. And I was like, I really freaking, I mean, I, I applaud people who can play French horn, but playing a brass instrument is just hard. Like you have to like, you know, blow a certain way to get a certain like, you know, sound and, um, at that point when I was like in the band, you know, I was miserable playing the French horn and there was, we had a vocalist um, who would sing all of, you know, classical music. Cause that's usually what we do in chorus, like in band you do like classical music. And I, one one day I had like an epiphany and I was, I was looking at the girl and like, I just loved the way that she just worked the crowd. You know, like everybody was reacting to what she was saying, how she was, how she was singing it. And I was like, hey, like, I've been told that I sing pretty good. And, you know, let me just try it. Like, why not? You know, I, I know I want to do something musically. If, if It's either playing an instrument or singing or just anything, performing. And I gave that a shot. Um, I ended up, when I moved to high school, I ended up joining the vocal magnet program of the chorus and that's where my passion of music started like I just enjoyed um go that that was the only class I really enjoyed going to was my singing class like I would always like that one hour I wanted it to be eight hours just school of music and that's when I just started learning you know how to like how to sing techniques and all that stuff and then I started um one day I was like hmm like maybe I should try writing a song. Like, let's see how that goes. So since I couldn't play any instrument, everything is like kind of in my head, like melodies, harmonies, all that stuff. I would think about it. I knew what instruments I wanted to sound like. So it was all like a little concert in my head. And, um, oh my God, I just like totally went blank. <laughs> Does that happen to you? Like you just go blank. All the time. <laughs> and, uh, okay, so, so back a little so I, we go, I go and I'm writing the, my first song that I ever wrote. I remember one day my grandma got me really upset and I wrote a song about how angry I was at my grandma, but it was actually a pretty good song. I actually still have the lyrics to the song that I like wrote for the first time ever. And then that's when I kind of just started like really messing around with like uh, lyrics and what, what type of different songs I wanted to do. Um, and that's how I started, you know, growing um, just in artistically, like write songwriting. Songwriting is very difficult, you know, like there's a lot of different things you have to do when it comes to songwriting. Like do these words rhyme? Like can these words, like end of words rhyme? Like does it make sense? Is it too long? Is it too short? So it's like I got a lot of practice and I really enjoyed like the way that I started writing 
and that's when I just started growing the love for it. I, I um, joined, um, you know, sewing chorus. Uh, did I did my first? I'll never forget my first show that I did in high school, and I remember that I had the worst stomach ache because I was so nervous, and my nerves would hit my stomach. So the the first time that I ever sang in front of like probably like 300 people in my school, um, I froze. I literally like, I was like, and I walked off the stage <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, like you can do this, Natasha, get it together. Come on. And I went and I started singing and everybody was just like, Natasha, like you really have like a voice. And you really like have, you're starting to build that confidence that your voice can take you somewhere. And I started, you know, I started believing in myself and I'm like, hey, like this is not a hobby. Like this is something that I really want to um, just mold and build and, you know, get it rocking. You know, the reason why, and then you're probably, you're probably wondering like, okay, so like if you've been doing it for so long, why did you just release a song a couple months ago? like your own original song. Mm -hmm. And um, to answer that question, I had a little um, downfall when I graduated from high school. I got accepted into UM's uh, Frost School of Music, which is a very hard school to get into. Um, like the music program is like really hard to get into. Like if you're in, like if you get in it, like you must really know your shit. Yeah. So, um, so I got accepted into it. it. UM is a super expensive school. I didn't get the financial aid that I needed to enter. So I couldn't go. And mm. I was like very disappointed because I was like a hurricane, like diehard, like UM. I was like, this is where I want to go. This is where I want to study music. And I couldn't go. So I ended up going to FIU um, and I didn't get accepted into their music program. So I had like a breakdown. I was like, this is like the universe telling me that I'm not supposed to be doing music. And I quit music for four years, like all my college years, like everybody who I met through my college years, nobody knew that I sang. Like I literally just stopped singing. I was like, which is now I look back at it. I'm like, that's so stupid. Like, why did I do that? You know, mm. I could have had those those four years that I stopped singing, I could have built more on my technique. I could have, you know, continued developing my voice. And I was just so like disappointed in those four years. And about a year ago, uh, Facebook memories, thank you, Facebook memories, because that's the reason why I got back into music. Facebook memories reminded me of this song that I wrote years ago, probably like 12 years ago. And it was called Party Till We Die. Okay. So, <laughs> and I started listening. Like, it just brought me back, oh, like 10 years ago, you wrote this song or whatever. And I started listening to it. And I was like, wow. Like, I kind of just got the adrenaline. I, I, I forgot what it felt like to hear my own music being, like, played. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, I was miserable where I was working. I was working a corporate job. I hated it. And I was like, is this what I'm going to do the rest of my life? Like sit in an office, write papers like this. I, this cannot be what life after college is going to be. And yeah. yeah. And I just decided I was like, I listened to the song and I was like, I miss writing. I miss I hadn't I had not written in four years, like four years of 
not writing and I oh, wish I wish I had my little writing book in front of me so I can show you like literally the whole book is almost written of just different songs like from years and um that's when I was like Natasha like you're miserable right now so might as well try to make it like make your life like the way you want it to be and just be happy doing what you want to do which is sing Mm-hmm. And I took, I, I, I decided to just, you know, go for it. I was like, it's now or never. And um, yeah, I opened up my YouTube channel, started doing covers. Um, I started singing with a couple cover bands around Miami, like in restaurants, which is actually pretty cool because it was like the, it's, it was the first time for so many years that I hadn't performed in front of an audience. So it was something very cool for me to do and kind of get back in the groove for that. Okay. And um, that's how it all started. I I ran into, no, I didn't run into, like literally ran into, but uh, John Stewart, which you had mentioned, um, I actually connected with him through Facebook because he was looking for a vocalist for one of his uh, country songs that he had written. And that's when we both connected. And he was like, um, this, he was like, I'm looking for a Latin singer and I really like how your I like how your voices. I like how you portray yourself. I like how you perform. Like, let's see what we can work with, and and that's how it happened. Like, I came into the studio one day. I sang the song he wanted me to sing, and he really liked what I was working, what I was um, doing. And he was like, "Yo, like I have a Latin song that I wrote. Like, I'll give it to you, and let's see what you can write lyrically, and and let's see what works." And then, listen, we've had. We've recorded at least like five songs together and three of them are released right now. And it's been going good. Like I've been getting really good feedback and I'm just like really, I'm really proud of myself that I kind of just, you know, decided to kick myself in the butt and be like, Natasha, you know, you're good. You know, you're talented. Like, you know, go ahead. Like every, if everybody, everybody in this world can do what they want to do. If you want to be a doctor, you want to be a musician, you want to be an actor, like you work at it and you're going to get there. And mm-hmm. that's, uh, I guess I, I needed to have that mentality, like that, that change in how I was thinking. Um, and, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with what I've done. I'm, I'm such a happier person. I used to be miserable. You understand? Like I used to get home and I would just like be so sad about like what I would do during my day. Like now during my day, all I do is like sing, like write songs, like covers. And I'm like the happiest person. Like I'm, I might not, I might not be rich. But I am so rich in happiness that I'm like, just pretty happy about what I'm doing right now, and I'm excited. Isn't that all that matters? I mean, that's yeah. all that matters. I mean, exactly. And the thing about it is, like, you know, you, you know, you said it yourself. I mean, you let the fact that you know, you know, the college stuff, you know, just kind of ruin, you know, your whole mentality about things. And um, I mean, why is my question? Why did you let something like that deter you i just felt like i just had so many people that were like oh like why are you gonna do music like why uh like why are you gonna waste money going to school uh doing music like i i just i at that point in life i didn't have so much support like the only person that was supporting me was my mom like she's my number one fan like like number one everything she was always like listen like do what you want to do like if it's not 
like accounting or whatever if it's music like you i will support you in any way like it does like it's okay if you're not making money like don't worry like i will help you and i guess i needed more of that back in the day and i i think i was like I was probably, I was like 17, 18. I guess I didn't have that strong mentality of just like, yo, like don't let don't let what people are telling you like, you know, affect what you're doing. So, it sucks that I, you know, that I did just like let it go. But yeah. I guess things happen for a reason. I mean, probably there there's like a few things that maybe like during those 4 years, um I could have done other things or um or maybe I wouldn't, I would have never met, you know, John or anybody else that has helped me now. So I guess, you know, every, every, everything happens for a reason. And I'm, I'm really like, I'm only 25. So I would say I'm still young. I'm still mm -hmm. pretty young to start music. And I just think it's a, it's a good time right now for me to just start. I mean, a hundred percent, you know, this, this time in this country or in the world, I should say, you know, it was a good time for a reset, you know, and taking something that you're passionate about and, you know, no time like the present, you know, especially now. I mean, the only way we can get music is by watching it online or listening to it through our, you know, our Amazon or Spotify or Apple Music accounts or whatever. And, uh, you know, if you're going to do it, now is the time to do it. Um so, you know, I commend you on that. I mean, it's also the toughest time to probably do it, too, because everyone else is doing it, too. But at the same time, when you've got the backer of somebody like John, who, you know, is a movie legend as far as stunts go, everything from Ferris Bueller's Day Off to Power Rangers to his own freaking movie about his life, mm -hmm. um, and then the the PR team and stuff like that, you know, you've, you've got the people, you've got the right people behind you. So we're going to go more into all of that here in a second but first i'm gonna go ahead and embarrass you oh and i'm we're gonna go ahead and play a song ah, which one are you gonna play i don't know yet which one do you think i should play Ooh, i personally love um which is the one that i took out like two months ago that's one of my favorites and okay. So I'll let you choose. Well, we're gonna play all. Th we're gonna play all three of the videos that you have. Oh. Um, we're gonna play all three songs throughout this throughout this interview. Because I'm getting this whole thing is, you know, I'm gonna profile you. I'm your megaphone. You know, because when you know this goes on my podcast tonight and tomorrow, over the next two weeks, it's gonna be heard by twenty five thousand people. Well. So. <sighs> Yeah, because I get five hundred downloads, five hundred thousand downloads a month. So you're you're starting off right. So I'm gonna profile the shit out of you, and we're gonna embarrass you a little bit, and we're gonna play, uh, however you say this name. It, how do you say it again? Which one? The the paya one. Echate paya. <laughs> Fantastic. Move over. That's what it means. <laughs> okay. You know what's sad? You know, before I moved to Virginia. I lived in Florida. I lived in the Orlando area for damn near 30 years. Oh, wow. And I saw the Hispanic community growing and growing and growing and growing. And my dumbass never said, you know, maybe I need to learn, you know, Spanish, especially at the time, at the time, you know, I was a professional wrestler and I was also a manager for Walmart. So I'm like, all my, my people, you know, all my associates below me 
Hispanic. Maybe I should. And I never did. And that I regret that, you know, very badly. Um, especially when I meet someone like Madeline last night, who is, you know, you know, just, you know, your everyday average Caucasian who now sings Hispanic music for, you know, you know, I'm like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> like, did I not learn anything when I was in Walmart hearing all these Spanish people come in? Like... No, I literally walked around with my freaking Android and Google freaking translate just to make sure sometimes. Again, horrible idea. Don't do that. Invest in like Duolingo or freaking, you know, whatever. But damn it. I've <laughs> heard Duolingo actually really works. Like my grandma and it's learns free. English from that. Yeah. And it's free. That's mm -hmm. you know, that's the cool thing about it. My wife does it all the time. My even my ten year old daughter is doing it. <laughs> <sighs> but we won't we won't go there because Derek's an idiot. Derek's been dropped on his head and hit with too many steel chairs in his lifetime to really learn anything new. <laughs> my god <laughs> which makes you unique no there's there's <laughs> lots there's lots of people just like me out in this world <laughs> all right let's go ahead and play this song and go ahead and uh highlight you a little bit here That was your phone, and that was your friend. Oh, <laughs> just buy me new phone, babe. Still, yeah. 
Oh, there we go. Wait, Derek, I can't hear you. Oh, that was me. I muted myself. My bad. Um, oh, I double God. muted myself. That was weird. Um, so, so we need to change the name of that song to Don't <laughs> Fuck With Latin Women. You were, Okay, so I'm going to tell you the backstory of this song. But so hold on a second. So hold on a second. So for those of you at home who are listening to the podcast on your way to work or on your way home or whatever the case might be and did not see that video and just heard the song, I'm not going to, she's going to describe it now. However, click the link in the description of the video and the, of the podcast and go watch this video and you'll see what I'm talking about. But go ahead with your explanation there. So this song I wrote for my boyfriend's ex-girlfriend. Uh, she was like a little too extra. Like she was just like really like contacting him often. And I was just like, like she was the inspiration of, of that song that I wrote. Like that's why it's called Echa de Paya, like move over. Cause like she kept on texting him and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, like your name is not even on his number, on his phone anymore. Like. Back the fuck up. <laughs> and let me tell you, like, that song, and usually for me, songs, like, it takes a, a while for me to write, but this song, I was just so inspired, literally, in two hours, those lyrics, I was like, wow, I'm banging these lyrics out, because, yo, man, I, I, you know, I appreciate that girl, because that girl really made me write a really good song, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just say, um... Yeah. So, however, you know, just your average dude watching that video makes make, would make it the average guy say, okay, I'm not going to date a Latin woman. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not going to go ahead and, you know, you played, you played into the stereotype big time with that one. Oh. Um, you did. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've dated, you know, Latin girls before. So I, I, I know. <laughs> We're crazy. Not all. Not all. But, but the most. majority are crazy. <laughs> like, they no, really not are. Not crazy. Passionate. Yes. There we go. We are very passionate ladies, but we do get crazy. And, I mean, that video shows, shows it all. And that video, John was the one that put that video together. And I, I was I was like, okay, this is what the song is about. And then he's like, all right, I got you. And then when I saw the, <laughs> the video, I was like, this is just perfect because it just 
resemble like resemble everything that I was saying. Like move over. Like she's not in. Like he's not into you. Like you know. Like back up. Like I was like wow. Like this was just I couldn't have like made this video any better, John. Like I was like so happy with the video. It, it was a fun video. It's like a it's a very fun video. Um, I feel like a lot of people can relate to it, like in relationships, like, you know, if you are dating a crazy Latina or just somebody who's, uh, if you have a friends with benefits and you know how, you know, that question that you get is like, okay, so like, what are we? Are we friends? Are we together? The talk. The talk, you know, (laughs) the talk. So I feel like a lot of people can relate to that song because it's like, this is, the song is from a girl's perspective obviously that she's just like you know i want to be the main chick i don't want to be the side hoe anymore (laughs) (sighs) drops the mic (laughs) i can't it's connected to a boom (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, that is that is uh that is the backstory of how that song got made. Is this guy still your boyfriend? Oh yes, we've been together for three years. Okay. And he's so supportive. When I showed him the song, he was like, Is this about uh Carla? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> He really liked it. He really liked the song. He's like, I really I was like, well, I gotta thank Carla, you know, for that. <laughs> um, one thing for sure though, um, is the uh I don't whenever I listen whenever I bring on a new artist that I'm, you know, trying to profile, I don't listen to their music beforehand. I like to listen to it live on the show and give my honest feedback right from the beginning. Um, therefore you get a genuine reaction and not just something I thought about all day. How can I put this politely? You know, no, it's, it's, it's genuine and real. And I am not in any which way, shape or form an enjoyer of pop music or, you know, any type of, you know, music that is not rock. However, when I find something I genuinely enjoy, I can listen to it all the time. And, you know, with the the music video along with it, that song was really fun to listen to and really fun to, you know, watch. Um, and it was really, really catchy. Um, it, it had a it had a good lick to it. It had, you know, you know, you could hear during the chorus, you could hear the passion in your voice and the words that you were singing. And I like that. Because um, sometimes what will happen is you'll get in there, you'll get into a booth and... You'll sing your brains out, and it's a, there's a verse or a chorus or just a simple line in there that you're really, really, truly passionate about. And it sometimes it doesn't come in on key. Sometimes it comes off as like a scream or just a, a verbal, like, you know, just letting all of your emotions out. And when you... And when sometimes, you know, the musical engineer will go, oh, that was off. Let me go ahead and auto-tune that. Or, hey, go ahead again. Or whatever mm-hmm. the case might be. And um, not that you were off key in that, but you could you could hear the passion, you know, the, especially that first chorus. You heard it. You're like, holy shit. Because you changed the whole tempo and the tone with that first chorus. And then you kind of dropped it back down. And then you went back and do it again. But it was, it was, uh, 
you could you could hear the passion and i love that kind of stuff um that's what's awesome about that oh i'm so glad you liked it thank you i mean i'm telling you i was very inspired when you get inspired like that's when your best work comes out honestly 100 like 100 and i always have like a little ritual like before um like when i'm writing i always have to have my little sangria on the side so you know get the creative juices flowing and you know with 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 all that inspiration i had a lot of energy a lot of feeling like i i was in that you know in that position before so i felt like that made it you know kind of easier for me to relate and connect with the song so i'm so glad thank you thank you thank you for um for giving me that feedback i i love hearing um either constructive criticism or just really good feedback. I, that definitely will help me grow as an artist and, you know, perfect, you know, the genre that I'm attacking right now. Yeah. So thank you, Derek. You're, oh, you're more than welcome. Um, so let's go ahead and um, remember earlier when we were talking before the show started and I told you you're never going to experience another show like mine. Yes. This is where that happens. Oh, all right. I'm ready. So we've talked about your music. We've talked, you know, we've talked about that song. We're going to play another song here in a moment. But I want to know who the real Natasha is. You know, obviously, you've dealt with struggle in your life. We all have. But where does that struggle for you come from? What is, like, your biggest motivator what was that thing obviously you know you went through a big four-year gap with music and there was a lot of you know but prior to that and then up to this point there's always other things going on in your life that really kind of make you who you are what is that for you wow derek you put me on the spot right there that's what i do (laughs) well honestly the biggest motivator for me is I want to, like, when I'm older, I really want to look back. Like, when I'm in my, you know, when it's my time to go into wherever I go, you know, heaven, I want to look back at my life and I want to be like, I really enjoyed every single second of my life. I gave it my all with, like, all the passion that I that I can give to what I really wanted to do. I think when I was working that one year in corporate i think that really motivated me to like really push on what i wanted to do because i imagined myself like five years later like doing what i was doing in corporate which was just answering phone calls doing like writing press releases and stuff and i was like i i honestly my stomach cringed at just thinking that my future was just gonna be like that and i want i want my life to be, you know, worthwhile, like just like all of these different things happening, like with music, like once I make it, like I'm huge on man- in manifesting. So when I make it into the music world, I really want, I, I make, making it worth it. I really want to make it worth it. I really want to pretty much uh, com- not convince myself, but, um, oh my God, what's it called? Um, I really want to prove to myself that I can do what I, what I'm putting my mind to. Like, I know that I want to, I want to sell out a Madison Square Garden one day. And I want to be in that position. Like when it does happen, I I want to be like, you know what? Like I did it. 
like my sweat and tears and and blood and all that stuff like i did it i want like my biggest motivation is to prove to myself that i can do it like you know sometimes it is easy in music when you they grow up with a family that either has money or has connections and it's just easier for you to get into the music industry but i don't have any of that i don't have i don't i don't have anyone in the music industry that can you know put me in there or have money like that to pay people to like oh like promote you know natasha so i want to prove myself that like prove to me and to prove other people that yo like if that's what you want to do and you have the talent like you go for it you work hard for it and it's gonna it's gonna happen it's it really is gonna happen you really got to believe in yourself that's the that's the biggest motivation to me is to prove that to myself and to make and to make my mom proud she's made a lot of sacrifices for me to live my music dream like right now i live with her and she pretty much pays the rent like i work at a i work at a restaurant i'm a bartender uh, on the side and i used to work um in radio here in miami well i still work but there's nothing really happening at the moment i yeah. was um i work events so i did a lot of brand ambassador for four radio stations here in miami so she like she could have been like a, like a parent that that could be like you know like this doesn't make you money like you'll probably not make it so like you know work your corporate job like don't quit your job so i want to like i want to prove to her that her sacrifices were like were worthwhile in the end like that that is my biggest motivation is to like make her proud because she loves she freaking loves my music she i take her everywhere to the recording studio i take her because i she loves being part of the process and she's my biggest motivation like that woman i freaking love and she's one of the reasons why i, I i'm like natasha you need to do it you need to do it for yourself and for her because she's sacrificed a lot of stuff for you to be able to continue with your dream of, of being an, an artist. So yeah, I got a little, I got a little <laughs> teary eyed there for a second, but. <laughs> My goal is to make every guest cry. <laughs> Yo, I'm a Pisces, so I, I can cry for literally anything. I'm a very emotional person. And, um, you know, my mom is a single mom, so, you know, for a single mom to sacrifice a lot for their child to really live their dream is like come on like i i really have to make it for her for her yeah. and for and for me so i i know she's she's on literally in the living room watching it through her phone <laughs> so i just want to tell you mom i love you you're a rock star and thank you for for giving birth to a rock star in the making yeah because <laughs> you know and, and the reason why I asked that question and, you know, got deep like that is because the thing about it is, so one of the things on my show that I, that separates me from everybody else is the fact that I'm not just a talk show. I'm not just a, you know, you know, a, a celebrity interview show or future celebrity interview show or whatever you want to call it. I, and not just a comedy show because I tell a lot of jokes as well, but I'm also a mental health show. Um, I suffer from, um, bipolar disorder, severe anxiety, and I've survived two suicide attempts. And one of the things that I love to highlight on this show is struggle. Um, because there's a shit ton of people that listen to this show that struggle just like I do. And the whole idea behind what I, the way I do on the show is to let people like them know that they're not alone. That the people that are 
famous or up and coming or whatever the case might be struggle just like they do. And that is like a big, huge motivator for a lot of people to know that they're not alone and to hear, you know, any type of struggle at all, whether it's just the littlest thing of any type of stress or any type of thing like that, you know, just lets people know that they're, again, they're not alone. And I'm glad that you were able to share that with me. And, you know, you know, I'm sure your mom struggled a lot. Um, you know, you basically just said it. So, you know, it's, but again, we, we bend over backwards for our kids. Um, and then, then when they stop bending over for us, we want to throw them out the window, but still, um, <laughs> my nine-year-old, my 10-year-old is the biggest little asshole <laughs> in the entire <laughs> planet. And I say that lovingly because she's my mini me and, and she's tapped into the part of the brain that mimics everything I do. Oh. And she like she, so she's become me and it annoys the shit out of my wife which i think is hilarious but she'll use it against me too and that's when things go crazy but that's why i want to kind of toss her out the window every once in a while <laughs> but with love <laughs> with love and then i have an 18 year old that you know that doesn't live with me anymore but yeah she's 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 there too The things parents do for their children um, is remarkable. So, you know, I'm glad that you're giving back to your mom. I'm hoping one day that all of this comes back to me because, you know, I'm waiting for that day. But I don't know if they're going to live that long. The old Derek, I can't. <laughs> um, see, uh, we went sad and I brought it back up a little bit. <laughs> That's what we do. It's, it's a roller coaster it's like, it's ride. A, it, it's like you're riding the Aerosmith roller coaster in Disney. You know, that is the one thing I miss about Florida. Is Disney. Disney. Is Disney. Yep. I actually went to Disney two weeks ago. Very interesting with like all uh, the whole pandemic thing, like, you know, wearing masks. And let me tell you how hot it was over there. I feel like Orlando is like the hottest like place in Florida, like yep. hotter than Miami. Yeah. It was so hot. Because you got the coast on both sides, the hum and you know, then you got a shit ton of rivers and lakes and you know, everything, you know, right there, especially like as you go further east, um, you know, past, you know, Orlando into Seminole County area, stuff like that, where you have the St. John's and all that other stuff. It's just so humid. So humid. You walk outside and you're immediately drenched in water and it's not sweat. It's just the humidity and <laughs> don't miss it at all. Oh. Yeah, that was a it was a harsh day to be out there. Like imagine drinking and having that mask on oh, and that hotness like oh my god. Like my boyfriend almost passed out like that that day. And I was yeah. like, oh, we gotta, we gotta either like, you know, uh, stop drinking or maybe go into some shade because <laughs> I can't have you pass out here in Disney. <laughs> yeah. See, the thing about it is with, with Disney, you gotta be walking around, you know, with a beer and a water at all times. Otherwise it, it's, it's, you're done. I yeah. mean, even if you're sitting down inside of an air conditioning building, it's still hot as balls in that. I, I don't, I, I can't do it. Yeah. I, I miss it. 
you know, because I, you know, I walk through the gates of the Magic Kingdom and I feel like a five-year-old again. Oh my god! You know, Literally. but but I, the heat, I can't do it. Can't do it. Um, yeah, just can't do it. And the mosquitoes uh, too. <laughs> yeah. You know what was it? Um, Tuesday. Oh shit! I forgot to turn off my phone. Tuesday, Monday, whatever day it was. Um, I get up and I drive to the store, and uh, <clears throat> the leaves are already starting to change color here. We haven't broken eighty all week. And it's like, yes, fall wow. is here. fall is here. Oh. Um, still in the high seventies, but still, you know, so it's a little warm. So it's like, okay, not cold enough to open up the windows yet, but it's it's about we're a couple weeks away from that, and I cannot wait. To, the leaves are already starting to turn and fall, but oh, I have yet to experience uh, watching like leaves turn. That here you don't see it, but I've been wanting to go to like places like where you live to see that happening like right on the spot because i just the pictures that i've seen are so beautiful of seeing all the the trees turn like you know their their autumn colors Ugh. so you're yeah. so lucky that you get to have that it is it is it is some of the most beautiful stuff ever um yeah it really truly is i love it i i look forward to this time of year every year and i look forward to our first snow storm every year uh, I don't know about snow. <laughs> I'm originally from Ohio. Originally, um, we moved to Florida when I was eight, but I was originally from you know right outside of Cleveland, right on Lake Erie. And um, if you've ever paid attention to weather patterns at all, there's something um, that happens in the Great Lakes area called lake effect snow. So anything that comes from Canada over those Great Lakes gets worse because of the water. And then as soon as it gets away from the water, it just dumps pounds and pounds of snow every minute. It, it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Um, and that's what I was used to growing up. And then, so I was built for, you know, built for the snow, you know. And spending 30, almost 30 years of my life in Florida before moving here, you know, 28 years, whatever it was, um, 25 years, whatever, um, there, I, I hated every minute of it. And the first winter we were here, I was just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yes, winter mm -hmm. is coming. <laughs> yeah. In the good way, not the Game of Thrones way. Yeah. Shitty ass fucking show. White Walkers. <laughs> I, you know, I'm waiting for the Walkers, you know, White Walker, you know, zombie, whatever you want to call them, apocalypse, you know, because then I'm going to have some fun. Oh, like for real, like in real for, life? For like real. Like zombie land? Hell, oh God, yes. <laughs> or Walking Dead, however you want to, whatever, whatever oh, yeah. image you have. Now, if, if it was more like zombie land, that would be even more fun because I would, I would go find Woody Harrelson and we'd go Twinkie hunting and a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, um, the Twinkies. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I look, I look forward to that day too because that's, you know, that's my jam right there. That's a scary day. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about zombies. Maybe aliens, but I don't know about how to feel about zombies in real life. <laughs> the aliens are already here. Look at our government. True. <laughs> True. We won't go into conspiracy theories. Yeah. Because <laughs> Derek will make shit up just to make himself some smart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's play another song. 
Ooh. Let's play Gosala. I also have a fun backstory on that one. Not, right, as, well, fun as, not as fun as Echa de Baya, but it was inspired in Colombia. Okay. Well, we're going to go ahead and play it, and then I want to hear your backstory. All right. All right. I'm having such a blast on your show. Well, I appreciate I, that. We've been talking for almost an hour, and I feel like it's been... Five like, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it usually goes, which I love. Here we go. Hey, you know, this party's looking a little stiff, cold. So what are you saying? Maybe they amp it up? You could try, but this crowd doesn't dance before midnight. Okay. Sin mirar atrás, este vale puede ser el último de mí. 
I was like, are you muted? <laughs> we both, we both were. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because when, because this platform, whenever I play, uh, uh, bring on, share a screen, it doesn't automatically mute us, so you can still hear us talking if or if you sneezed or whatever else. So. Oh. <laughs> um, that was a good one too. So, first thing I noticed, um, was the fact that the last song we played versus what this song it was. You know, you sung that last song in a little bit of English and in Spanish. This one was all Spanish. So what is your, what, where do you want to go, you know, as far as, you know, how you want to proceed? Are you going to continually do both or what are you going to do? Um, so I think I'm gonna, just going to do Spanish, just completely Spanish. I was testing out the bilingual because it is um, nowadays there is a, there are, uh, sorry, there are a lot of songs that have some little bit of Spanish, a little bit of English, like mixed in between. That's kind of like a a trend that's going on right now. But I think I think I'm gonna stick with just Spanish um throughout the whole song. I Do you think you're limiting I'm... yourself with that? Like limiting? Yeah. Well yes. That well that's why I'm like a little bit iffy on it because then like, you know, people who speak in who don't speak Spanish won't understand what I'm saying. But then again, you know Shakira has so many, you know, fans that don't speak Spanish, but they love what she sings. And, you know? Do so, they really... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Do they love the way she sings or do they love the way she shakes her ass? See, there's a difference there with Shakira because you don't know. True. I would See, have to, I would have to, you know, um, contact her on my phone list and be like, Shakira, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, she, she knows how to exploit what she's got. So, yeah. you know, that's a, that's a little bit of a different scenario there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, I, I think I am limiting if I just do Spanish. That's why I kind of wanted to test out the bilingual first. And cause Gosala, the one that we just played was the first song I released, um, ever so that was, a, that was my first song and that's why it was bilingual because i just kind of wanted to test the waters and then i but the rest of my songs have all been spanish okay. so i don't know i really like the bilingual because you know you're listening to spanish and it's like oh it goes to english so it gives it like a, you know something yeah. that you don't expect yeah so, I yeah know. i mean if you <sighs> there's a joke in my head and i'm debating on whether or not to tell it Screw it. Um, you know, you, you could, you know, if you take a look at someone like, like Selena, you know, you know, she was, you know, did all Spanish and then she went, you know, English and then, you know, mm -hmm. we all see how well that worked for her. Um, there was but a hey, joke. Their song, their <laughs> songs are still playing 20 years later, so. I know that the, the joke was, you know, that worked out so well that, you know, she got murdered in the process. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not too soon. It's been like almost 30 years. I, I can make that joke. It's, it's okay. fine. It's fine. Um, no harm done. <laughs> um, but, so, I mean, you know, because, I, I mean, I wanted to ask this last night of John, too, because, I mean, like, what he's doing with his band, Juliana, um, he wants to kick it, keep it strictly Spanish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with with someone like you, who has a beautiful voice and has got rhythm and talent, and the same thing with Madeline, you know, she's got that same type of thing. I mean, I, I, 
and I'm not gonna, you know, tell him what because that dude is a legend. Um, I, I just don't, you know, I, I think it's it's too limiting. You know, I don't I don't care what you know what you do. I mean, but it, it I, I see so much more potential in doing both because I think you're gonna I, grab a lot of a lot of attention that way. I agree. I totally agree. I'm I'm trying to think if I have another. I think the rest of the songs that I have are all Spanish. And, yeah. that, and there's nothing again. There's nothing wrong with that. If that was what you chose to do, that's what you chose to do. That's what your heart is. There's again. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate over here. I don't oh, don't let well, me play with your mind. Um, <laughs> my job is to you know to get the get answers. Um, regardless of whether I agree with what I'm asking or not, I'm gonna ask it. Um, that's and that's one thing about me. You know, I'll ask the questions that other people won't ask because they're too afraid to. I'm like, well, I don't necessarily believe this, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I just think you know, there, you know, because that first song, um, you know, it, that that mix of you know both was really, and you did it so well. You had it. It was very seamless. Mm -hmm. It was very, very seamless. It's like, wait, she's speaking another language. <laughs> um, That's how seamless it was. <laughs> but you did it well. And like I said, you, you couldn't even tell. And I think, you know, for non-English, you know, non-Spanish speakers that are following your music, it gives them a better opportunity to understand what's going on mm -hmm. and maybe pick up on, you know, a word here or a word there along with the English. Okay, I know what's going on here. Um, again, that's just my opinion. But I, you I, know, I agree, though. I like the bilingual more. I really do. But that's the only song that I've written bilingual. I haven't written another bilingual song yet. Yeah. But um, I really I really like the mix of English and Spanish. I just I feel like I, it sounds just it's just more catch like more catching, you know, like two um, two languages in one song is pretty cool. Yeah, it really is. But I mean, like I said, I mean, you know, to be totally honest with you, um, again, I'm a metal guy. I mean, there's a Puerto Rican metal band called Puya, and uh, they they sing in nothing but Spanish. And I have no idea what they're saying, but they fucking but rock hard. Like it. It's awesome. So, yeah. so I know there's an audience for that. I, and again, again, it, but again, it's like I, I know they're coming out with some English stuff as well. So it's like, you know, there's always that room, you know. But don't let me or anybody else deter you away from what you what your heart desires. If you want to do both, do fucking both. If you want to do one or the other, whatever you choose, just let it be yours. Mhm. Mm um, you know, and hopefully John stays by your side cuz he won't let this happen, but God forbid anything happens and you don't. If you ever get picked up by a major label, do not let their grubby little hands change you. Oh yeah, change the sound. That's usually what record labels do. They're like, oh yeah, we want, we like what you're doing, and then they but. like, but yeah, but <laughs> but can you do this and this and this and this, and then it completely change your whole entire sound? Yeah, really. It I've, really I've does. heard, I've heard, and John has told me that that has happened. Um, oh, it happens all the time. You know, before, so he's always like, be very aware about record labels because they just like to change your sound. Yeah. Right now, I think with the way music is right now, um, I, I think you could have a good living being an indie artist as long as you make connections. Mm -hmm. 
Um, because I mean, nobody's making. I don't care if you're on an indie. If I don't care if you're on a major record label or not, you're not making money off of album sales. You're not making money off of downloads. You're not making anything, because it doesn't matter what you have. Well, who you are, if you're on Spotify, and you have a million downloads, that's five thousand bucks. That's it. So and but even then. Only one to three percent are hitting that one million mark on any one song, so that you, your money's in touring. So again, that's where the connections come in, you know. Yes. And you can blow yourself up if you've got the right connections. So, I I personally think indie is the way to to be and to stay because that's your genuine who you are, mm-hmm. and that'll give you the best opportunity to really shine on your own. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited to be able to tour whenever this whole thing blows over because I really want to do like a local show here in Miami, trying to get my name around here in Miami and kind of just build from that. I've been wanting to do a show for for like ever since I released my first song. Like, yo, I'm ready. I'm ready to sing this in front of people. And I feel like touring. I've never toured, but I'm pretty sure touring is like tiring but like the funnest time of your life and you get to grow as an artist like you you get to deal with a lot of things you've never dealt before and you're like wow like this is cool this is interesting like (laughs) yeah i mean now touring is fun the first couple times you know but it eventually takes a toll you know the actual tour itself takes a toll you know, um, you know, you know, the stinky bus, the broken TVs inside of your dressing room, you know, the, you know, the stained carpets, you know, the, the, you know, the whole nine yards, it takes a toll living out of a hotel room, living out of a, you know, suitcase takes its toll. What is the key though? And I can tell you this from experience is that first moment you walk out on stage. The whole, yeah. And the first time you go out there, you're they're probably not gonna know who the hell you are. Yeah. <laughs> which is fine because which is okay. exactly, which is hundred percent okay because then the second part of what you're doing. So once you make a name for yourself, that first yeah. moment you walk out on stage, it makes it all worth it. But if you're unknown and they have no idea who you are and they kind of give you a oh yeah, okay, cool, you know, you know, just that 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 guilty clap. Um, or that, 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 sil- that sympathy clap, you know, oh, we don't know who she is, but let's go ahead and give her, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, that reaction after you end your first song, if you get the reaction that you intended for that song, whether it's a tear, whether it's a smile, whether it's a dance, whatever the case might be, if you get that reaction from one person at the end of your first song, anywhere you go and they don't know who you are, then it makes it all worth it. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I was a musician and I was touring, or whether I was a wrestler and I was performing, or even when I do stand-up now, the reaction from the crowd is everything. And when you can manipulate that crowd, because that's exactly what it is, it's a manipulation, to give you the exact same reaction that you want in every single town, you know that you're connecting with that crowd. Mm-hmm. You know that you have them exactly where you want them, and they're going to give them exactly what they want. So that is like the biggest thing to learn right there is that crowd connection. And it's the toughest thing to learn, too. And I'm 
just telling you straight up, that is the toughest thing to do because there's a difference between being an entertainer and being an artist. Artists go into the, the soundproof booth, sing a song, play a guitar, whatever the case might be, and then just go out on the stage and play and hope that they like it. Mm -hmm. But there's an entertainer. The entertainer meticulously writes everything, does everything, you know, listens to every freaking beat right there along with the sound engineer. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, no, 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 no. We're going to do it this way. No, we're going to... And then argues and then goes up on stage and you can feel the electricity coming off that person's body. And when you do that, that's when you're an entertainer. And those are the people that are successful. I agree. If you don't enter, if like the last concert I went to was um, Jay Balvin. I'm not sure if you know who Jay Balvin is. No. Well, he's like a huge um, reggaeton artist. Like he's like, popping like he's like freaking huge so i i saw him in colombia in february and the crowd like the energy of the crowd when this guy was on stage like even i got goosebumps just imagining myself in his position like just like ev like everybody was just screaming his name and it was like wow like this is what like this is i can't even imagine the adrenaline that this guy is having at like at this point of You'll the find show. Out. Like, it's just like, I literally would, like, I, I was like closing my eyes. I was like, yo, like, I imagine just hearing all, what I was hearing and just imagining myself. And I'm like, this is like the best feeling that a singer, uh, an entertainer, anyone could, could just like be at the moment. It is. So, yes, I, I definitely agree with you that that I mean, what I used to do when I was in cover bands and I used to uh, sing at restaurants, we did have like a we always had a little crowd and we always vibed off the what what the crowd was vibing. And when it was like really good vibes, like, you know, you could feel it in the whole band. Like that everybody was just like connecting and everybody was dancing and it's like, all right, like, you know, you're yeah. with it. Like you are making these people want to dance and have a good time. And that's all about it. Like I always think about whenever I do start touring, like I want my songs, like I want my concert to be a party. Like I want people to be dancing all the time, having a good time, like having a drink, like, ooh, you know, that's how I want my concerts to be. Like for a time for people to go and in those two, three hours, like forget, like, the struggle or anything that you're dealing with in your life just you know enjoy yourself yeah. and that's that's what i'm that that's what i'm uh that's what i want to do with my music is just create fun music you know from either um experiences that i've dealt with or just things that i've seen from my friends or just you know life in general and try to make it fun try to you know i i, I want to be like it's a you know you've probably noticed like the two songs that we played are very dancey and mm -hmm. i i really want my songs to always be dancing i mean there is going to be a ballad you know like you always got to have like a in between song to like cool down the crowd like give them a breather but the majority of my songs i definitely want it to be like always like you know like a good time like you could play some beer pong with it you could throw a house party a getty and just really all about good vibes yeah in this place yeah i mean the last show that i saw um, God, it's been a year now. Damn, I cannot believe it's been a year since I've been to a concert. Um, was Slipknot. And it, it's, you know, they're one of the biggest bands in the world, period. 
um, of all genres. And the it, it, there's just an electricity. You know, you just can't get it anywhere else than being up on stage or being even been in a crowd. You just feel it. And if you're not feeling it, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, music is just so, so uniting. It, it really, really is. really is. Like, you don't have to understand what the person is saying, but you just, like, feel it. You yeah. just feel it, yeah. Yep. That's what I love about music. That's what I, I was like, yo, I, I'd rather be doing this than writing press releases for like whatever the hell I was writing press releases for back in the day. Like I want to connect with people. I want to, you know, be able to just spread my music and just like, yo, like have a good time. Like, just like what Gosala is about. Literally enjoy your life. Don't hold back. Um, don't let people tell you what you have to do and what you can do and all that stuff. Like just be you, do you and enjoy your life. This is what life is about. You gotta exactly. enjoy. Life is too short to be doing what people what people think you should be doing. You know, you gotta be doing what you what makes you happy. And I learned that the hard way, but we all do. Yeah, that's what it is. All right, let's play another one. Let's do uh, me Salvas Day. Yeah, me I probably Salvas but <laughs> I, I yes, totally close. I butchered that. <laughs> but hey, you, I could understand. You know if. I could understand what you're trying to tell me. I'd be like, oh, that's my best. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. All right, let's go ahead and play it. All right. Hey, it's Natasha. Um, we're on our set right now to film the video for Me Salvaste. And, you know, we're all in quarantine, so there's very limited places that we can shoot. So we're working with what we got, and I hope you guys like it.
And there you go. That was uh, that was the ballad. I told you, you needed to have a. You, you know, need that. Chill, exactly. Chill song. Um, that was a beautiful song. Um, one thing I gotta I gotta go ahead and give John credit to though, you know, in this in this time of uh, quarantine and you know all the social distancing and everything closed down or whatever the case might be. John is such a smart guy because he recycled a lot of footage, you know, between your music videos and the stuff for Juliana. <laughs> so that was really smart of him, um, especially the stuff of him, which just makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that was really good, especially at a cost saving measure. Plus, it just, you know, with all of his history with movies and TV, you know, I'm sure he misses it. So this is his way of expressing himself to now, too. <laughs> Yeah, he loves he loves doing the music videos. Like, oh, yeah. he, I mean, that's that's it. That was that's his first passion was uh, being a director. Oh yeah. Um, so he really loves. He really like puts it all in. Like when he does his music videos, and they're creative. You know, I mean, we were in quarantine when those when we shot those videos. Like literally, it closed everything down, and we didn't really have anywhere to shoot. So that's why, like, in the second video was just. Uh, me in an alley because I was like probably the only place we could uh, shoot a scene and he kind of just made it work with all the other footage that he used. So he's very creative and he knows what he's doing. I would love to hear a duet with you and Madeline. Oh, that would be cool. You know, we did do um, when we first met, uh, we were uh, we were meeting because I needed someone to do harmonies like whenever if we ever did like a local show. Um, when we do a local show, you know, backup singer. So we did do some harmonies together, and both of our voices are very nice match together. So definitely, um, I think that can be a thing. I think that would be a great thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, because I think you two would complement each other a lot. Now, yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Um, just throwing that out there. John, if you're listening or watching, <laughs> you know, just one song, not a bunch, you know, yeah, don't, and one. definitely don't, yeah, don't make it a thing. Just a one, oh, I think it would be, yeah. Absolutely. Thumbs up. Whole, yeah, thumbs up. You get, you get a double <laughs> thumbs up for me on that one. Um, you are awesome. You know, um, it's been an hour and 25 minutes almost. Um, and you, you said it your best yourself. It's felt like five minutes, you know, we've, we've talked a lot. Um, we joked around, we had some fun and we learned a lot about who you are as a person, as an artist. And once you figure out your path, you know, as far as, you know, your overall everything, cause you I mean, you're still, it was March, so it's only been six months. Mm -hmm. You know, your path is still wide open. Um, you've got 10 different roads to choose from. You know, whatever you choose, and whenever you find that real sound of yours, because um, it's going to it's gonna morph over the next couple of years, um, you will know no limits. The, the, not, you know, the sky's the limit, that's a, that's a bullshit term. No, you're going to go... <laughs> You will know, you will go beyond that. And I, I, I have a firm belief in that. And if, uh, if you ever quit music again, if your mom doesn't stop, talk you out of it, I'm going to fly my ass to Miami and I'm going to talk your ass out of it. Cause that's, 
No, I did that once. I'm not doing that again. Good. No way. Because no the because you know what you you have a beautiful soul and a beautiful voice, and when even though you know in some of those parts you were wearing sunglasses or a lot of those things, you can still see every expression on your face. And when you weren't wearing sunglasses in those videos, you can see the passion and love in your eyes just sparkle. And it takes a true talent to be able to do that. And especially so early on in your career. So, again, you you know no limit. The sky is not the limit for you. You, you can go above that. And I believe firmly believe that. Thank you, Derek. That warms my heart. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that I give that you know, that vibe. I'm a very sweet person and I, I always hope that I can portray that whenever I talk to someone. And the fact that you say that I'm very expressive, I've gotten a lot of comments about that I'm very expressive with my face, 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 I don't even know what word that is. <laughs> with my face. And um, somebody said the other day, I could be good as an actress because I'm just, I just communicate so many different emotions on my face. And I yeah. like, I haven't waved my hands so much in this interview, but I, I talk with my hands a lot. <laughs> yeah. The, the best musicians um, or entertainers or whatever you want to say um, are the ones that have 50 freaking faces when they're playing on stage. Um, cause those are the ones that you just love to watch, especially like a good drummer that, you know, makes those, oh, you know, those like, fit. Like, <laughs> yo, I, love, I love seeing drummers when they're in their, they're like, in their zone. zone. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. I wish I could, like, I wish I learned how to play drums. Cause that, that yeah. is awesome. Like when you're like, Ooh, and then those drum solos, I'm like, yo, yes. I, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Or, or, you know, guitar faces, you know. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know those I are like know the best. Those. Yeah, yeah, those are great. Um, and when you know singers pull those off as well, you know it's that's even more magical because to be able to hold your mouth, you know, spacing and the way you you know you you frame you you know frame your face determines the sound. And if you're still mm -hmm. making tons of different faces while you're doing it, it can throw you off. But you know the ones that pull it off do it well. So you yeah. you actually are very expressive with your face. But like I said, there's a twinkle behind it too, and you can just see how how excited you are to sing. So never lose, never lose that passion. I'm not, not I I'm telling you, I I left it for four years. I'm not doing that again. There's just no way. I already have it like engraved in my head. Like this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Like there's no there's no plan B. There's no plan C. Plan A, and it's music, and that's what it's that's what it's gonna be. Yeah. 100%. I'm very confident about that. Yeah. And uh, sometimes that's the best way to be. You know, just it's this or nothing. And you, and when you have that mindset, things happen. Yeah. Too many people in this world have a plan B and a plan C and a backup plan and, oh, I'll, you know, whatever. No. If you're, if you're passionate about something, find any way you can to make it happen. Yeah. Um that's one big thing you know what's one big component that i love to push on this show um is you know especially with the mental health factor of things you know the only way you could truly be happy is by being yourself you know you could have the greatest boyfriend girlfriend husband wife whatever in the world um 
You can have the best friends in the world, whatever the case might be, but no amount of people, no amount of love that you receive is going to ever make you happy. Yeah. The only person that can ever, ever truly make you happy is yourself. And if you're living a lie, then you're never going to be truly happy. Regardless of how much love that you have around you, you'll never feel it. And that's so girl, continue doing your passion, continue doing what you love. Um, cause that smile just speaks a thousand words right now. So continue doing you. I will, Derek. I will. I most definitely will. And uh, <laughs> we'll keep in touch and because um, I want to I want to follow you. Well, we have very similar we we, we follow in the same crowd, so yeah. I, I won't lose touch of you. So uh, um, but you've got a talent and I want you to really, really expose that talent. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I I enjoy listening to, you know, people who truly believe that I can get somewhere and that just pushes me even more. That kind of like fuels me up, you know? I got a tank that is in like infinite <laughs> and it's just filling up and I really appreciate that you see that um, with my music and with me as a person. So thank you. I'm so happy that I was able to be on this podcast, my first podcast interview. So this is one for the books. It's going to be, this is going to be a memory for the rest of my life. I always remember, yo, Derek was my first podcast interview and it was the best interview ever. Cause it felt like five minutes, but it was really an hour and a half. <laughs> I popped your interview, Cherry. That makes me feel good. <laughs> I haven't done that since I was 18. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> if, I, if I'm too sincere and too serious for too long, I start getting the shakes and I, the jokes to start running just, in the yeah. back of my head. It's like, I got to get them out. <laughs> It's like, but once I start, it's like drizzle some in there. <laughs> once I start, I just start vomiting horrible things. Words just spew out, and I, I, I gotta stop myself every once in a while. <laughs> so if you ever, if you've ever watched, if you ever watch an interview with me again, or you ever come back on, and you, you see me pause and look down at my keyboard or look away from the camera. It's, it's that, it's that moment of, it's that moment of should I or shouldn't or should I. <laughs> <laughs> Most now of the time, I, I most of the time I end up, sh you know, I end up doing it, um, but that whole moment of silence right before I do it really kind of helps the uh, the uh, the um, anticipation. I love the anticipation of it all. So oh, yeah, I'm like, what is he gonna say now? <laughs> <laughs> what is he gonna say? <laughs> you open that door with. You're my first. Oh, there we go. There we go. That's it. Joke. I, I have to hop. I have to hop on it. <laughs> Joke. <laughs> um, but no, in all reality, like I said, you're 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 an awesome chick, and um, I definitely want to keep in touch with you, and we're gonna definitely, uh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. I have your Instagram handle. We'll change information, and this won't be the last time you guys see Natasha Rumbos. On the Suck It podcast. Better not be. Um, all right, so you guys can follow her at Vocally Tosh on Instagram or at NatashaRumbos.com. However, don't be like me and forget the 
the it's the silent H. So it's N A T N A T H A S H A. Um, there's a it's like Nath. So like Nathasha. Yeah, <laughs> Nathasha. You know, my brother actually named me. My brother was the one who named me. He named me after a vampire that he had a crush on. What vampire was that? Um, well, this show that he used to watch, like when he was younger, and the girl's name was Natasha, and he was like, "Mom, I want my sister to be called Natasha," and that's where I come in. So, that's see, that's that's a good story. Yeah. Because my youngest daughter, my ten-year-old, her name is Isabella, and um, my you named her after a vampire too. I did not. <laughs> And that's where, you know, most people would think. However, my favorite show back in the day, and it's been off the air for about 10 years now, um, was a show called Scrubs. Um, and one of the lead characters, Donald Faison, his wife and him, are on the show, had a baby named Isabella. And I named her after that, after that character. Oh, and the funny part about it was that's a Dominican and a black guy. Oh. <laughs> I got, me and your daughter have the, have a, the the similarity that we both got named by TV show characters. Yes, yes. Um, but my, mine's much of a weirder story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we won't go there. <laughs> but um, you enjoy your weekend, or try to at least. I don't know what you're doing, but don't go get COVID. Yeah, no, there's don't. not much. There's not much I could do, honestly. Yeah, don't even go to the beach. Um, well, apparently we have a tropical storm coming this weekend, so it's gonna be just rain all weekend. Oh, great. If I mean, if y'all are getting it this weekend, I'm getting it sometime next week. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It'll bring a nice, cool wind breeze with yeah. it. Yeah. But anyway, um, again, you're something special, and you need to know that. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. And thank you for having me on the show. You're welcome. I had a great time. We'll talk again soon. Yes, we will. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, so that was Natasha Rumbos. Guys, please, if you want to hear more content like that, please make sure you subscribe to the channel. Hit that like button. Um, I do this Monday through Friday, 8, 8 p.m. East, 5 p.m. West. Next week, I got a whole slew of awesome stuff. Please follow me at Suck It Podcast on Instagram and at Suck It underscore podcast on Twitter to find out what's going on. I'll announce everything tomorrow. But I got another fun day, and then Monday, come back. For another round of Suck a Podcast at 8 p.m. Or join me at noon for the Mental Health Hour with Cat Daniels. But until Monday, stay healthy, stay happy, and as always, stay fucking heavy. Peace. <laughs>